Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Birds and the Niners. You got the Chiefs and the Bengals. A little AFC championship rematch a little bit later on tonight from KC. And we'll break them both down for you here over the course of the next few hours. Tom Bauer and Julian Kushnick, they're producing the program today. They're my buddies. And you can get me on Twitter, as always, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. I, I mentioned this yesterday, if you were with us on the uh, maiden voyage on the uh, Saturday program that we're not going to do for you moving forward. Today's really the last true football day. You know, we get into these routines in early September, and it's kind of a ritual. It's your, you know, variation on religion, if you will, as a sports fan. That each and every Sunday, for the better part of, what, now five months with the expanded schedule, this is what your routine is on a Sunday morning, right? You wake up, you either get ready to settle in and watch your favorite team play, watch all the games, either head to the stadium, head to the bar, head to your buddies, whatever you do, whatever your game day ritual is. And for me, you know, I was thinking about it. I mean, I... I can count them up. I mean, how many consecutive Sundays I've been on this radio station talking about the National Football? Well, that's not true, actually. Let me backtrack for a second, because technically Christmas Day was a Sunday, and I was not on that day because, you know, we Jets weren't playing, so we didn't have to walk. But, you know, all but, let's say, one Sunday for the last five months I've been on this station, we've been talking about football to some degree. And today's really the last one because the Super Bowl, look, it's, it's nice, it's fun, but it's a party. It's not like a real football day. You know, there's going to be people that are going to all be geeked up for the Super Bowl. They're going to head out to their friends and be part of, you know, whatever party's going on that they may not even watch a second of the games today. Because today's the last true diehard football fan Sunday until – we do it all again next September. And it'll be here before you know it, too, because the NFL is a 12-month-a-year, 365-day sport. It just is. Like, the news cycle never ends. It really and truly doesn't. You know, once we get done with that Super Bowl in a couple of weeks in Arizona, a couple of weeks right after that, you got the NFL Combine. And then a couple of weeks after that, that's when the new league year starts, and there's going to be free agency and trades and moves. And, I mean, we might even hear about some trades coming up in the next couple of weeks. Before we even kick off the Super Bowl, like it's happened in the past. You know, Schefter put it out, I guess, earlier this week that over the last handful of years, January 30th has been an interesting date on the NFL calendar. On January the 30th, there have been a couple of blockbuster trades involving NFL quarterbacks. When Alex Smith was traded from the Chiefs to Washington, that happened on a January 30th. When Matthew Stafford got traded from the Lions to the Rams, that was January 30th. Now, it couldn't become official, of course, until March when the new league year starts, but we knew about it. Like, we knew it was going to be happening on that day. So, would you really be surprised over the next week, right, before you and I get together again on the weekend, for example, that we get some big NFL transaction between now and then? Like, it could happen. The news never stops in this sport, and that's why it's a behemoth. That's why it's the most popular by far, and that's why we're kind of sad to see it go, at least the on-field product. 
And hopefully these two games today live up to the billing and live up to the hype. And I think that there's a chance that they could. You know, three of these teams were in this same exact spot last year. The only new ones to crash the party, of course, are the Philadelphia Eagles. But San Francisco was in the NFC Championship game last year on the road, and they fell just short to the Rams. And then Bengals Chiefs did this same exact dance a year ago in the same exact venue out there in Arrowhead, which was an epic game, which was decided by a field goal. I think we'll probably get a couple of games that maybe follow the same sort of script again today, meaning I think you're going to get a couple of close football games. I mean, the point spread and the line kind of indicates that that's what everybody expects there to be. You know, this isn't, this isn't a situation this year where you're talking about fluke teams finding their way in the conference championship games. Like, you don't have one of these Cinderella's, for example. Right? I mean, you look at the NFC side of things. Okay, Philadelphia, they were the best team in the NFC all year. San Francisco 49ers, they were right there. They had one less win than the Eagles did. They both deserve to be in this spot. Kansas City, they were the number one team in the AFC. Cincinnati? All right, you know, they had to go beat the Buffalo Bills last week, but you know that they were more than capable because, hell, they own the Kansas City Chiefs. Last three times they've played, everything has come up cats. Everything has come up stripes. And I said this yesterday, too, and I, I really and truly believe this. You know, we'll do our picks a little bit later on in the show before we say goodbye. But I really wouldn't be surprised if any of these four teams wins a football game today. Whatever combination you're going to tell me is happening for Super Bowl 57, I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, oh, I could see that. Oh, you know, that, that, that wouldn't shock me. Unless there's like just an unbelievable turn of events in one of these games today where, you know, there's a serious injury that happens to a key player. Like, for example, if, you know, Patrick Mahomes can't finish this game today. Like, if he goes out, you know, in the first quarter, the second quarter, and Chad Henney comes in, and if Chad Henney is going to quarterback the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl, I'd be a little bit surprised, right? If you're going to miss a key player to that extent, then maybe that'll send shockwaves across NFL Nation. But you hope that that doesn't happen. And Mahomes' ankle, of course, is one of the big storylines, if not the biggest storyline, heading into this game today. Just how effective is he going to be? Is he going to be able to go out there and be Mahomes? The guy who's dangerous, not just in the pocket, but maybe even more dangerous outside the pocket as well. On those off-platform plays, that improbability. You know, or if, God forbid, something happens to Joe Burrow. You know, if the Bengals got to send in, who's their backup? Brandon Allen, if he's going to go into the game and, and, and send them to the Super Bowl. That might be the shocker of all shocks. But we want to see the best guys out there. We got the best teams out there. You want the best players on this stage and really I mean I don't know how you feel about it but when I'm looking at these two games and I've been thinking about it here all week long the AFC game just has a little bit more juice to it than the NFC game does and I'm not taking anything away from the 49ers of the Eagles I mean look I'm looking forward to watching both of these games I'll be geeked up for them both locked in but just the AFC game seems like it's on just a little bit different of a level not just because we saw these two teams on the stage last year but I think when you look at the star power and quarterbacks, look, it's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback world that we live in in the NFL, right? The two guys playing on the AFC side are maybe a little bit more accomplished, certainly, than what you see over on the NFC. You know, Jalen Hurts, this is his breakthrough season in the NFL. If he doesn't get hurt late in the season, you might be talking about him 
taking home an MVP award this year. But it's probably going to go to Mahomes, and deservedly so. You know, and Brock Purdy, he doesn't even have 10 starts under his belt. Now, the seven games that he has played, he's authored an unbelievable story right now. I mean, think about if you're Brock Purdy. You know, it's been talked about, it's been discussed, but, like, allow yourself to really just absorb what this guy has done this year. This isn't somebody that's taken over in September and gone on a nice little hot streak here for the San Francisco 49ers, you know, maybe through the middle part of the season. No, he took over late in the year for a team that had huge expectations, and he's answered the call each and every stop of the way without even missing a beat. You know, that's tough to do, to keep a train barreling down the tracks without any sort of detours. And this is, let's not forget, the third quarterback that the 49ers have used this year. Yeah, like we spent so, so much time throughout the season talking about the Jets. Jets used three different starting quarterbacks this year. Three of them actually started a minimum of four games, which was crazy. Well, San Francisco started three quarterbacks, and they're in the NFC Championship game. And the guy who was the third one to get a crack at it, who was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the entire NFL draft, has not lost a game. And if he could somehow win this one today on the road, going into Philadelphia, hostile environment against a team that's expected to win, then what? I mean, how much, how much higher can he get than that? You know, we kind of refer to Joe Burrow, at least I do, as being almost like the closest thing that we have now to the new version of Brady, just in terms of demeanor, the Joe Cool unflappable in the big moments doesn't matter if the game is at home or on the road you know maybe he's not blessed with the greatest you know physical ability at the quarterback position not as athletic maybe as some of these other QBs but he just finds a way to get it done he'll stare you down and he'll rip your heart out when it's all said and done but what Brock Purdy's doing right now he's kind of authoring a Brady-esque script from when Brady Got his first crack in 2001 when Drew Bledsoe got injured. Now, Brady came in a lot sooner, of course. Remember, that was the second game of the year when Brady finally got in, and he started the third game. But this guy's undefeated. This guy hasn't lost the game. This guy's won two playoff games already. And now he's 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. I mean, has he even had a chance, think about it, to like sit back and maybe even just grasp what the hell has been happening in his life over the last couple of months? I mean, I know they always say next man up and you always got to be prepared and you got to prepare to be the starter and what you do during the week is always going to predict maybe how you play on the weekends. You know, preparation is the key, as they like to say. But, I mean, when this guy was taken with the last pick of the draft and he goes into training camp out of Iowa State, you really think deep down, if you would have told him, you know, back in August, hey, Brock, you know what? You're, you're going to be playing in the NFC Championship game this year, not the team you. He would have thought you were crazy. Because think of what's had to happen just to even get to this point, right? Number one, number two had to go down. And he got his opportunity. And not only gotten his opportunity, hasn't skipped a beat. And that's what makes these games fun today. They're great games on the surface, and their storylines abound. And for the last real true football day of the year, let's hope it doesn't disappoint. You know, the games last Sunday were a lot of fun. Let's hope these are even better. And I think that there's a chance that they could be. A lot of football today, as you would expect, plus plenty of your phone calls at 800 919 
3776, that is the telephone number. So we'll be all over the AFC and the NFC Championship game. We'll talk about the latest, now that they got the offensive coordinator situation straightened out, we'll talk about the latest here with the Jets because next step up is the quarterback. And who is that going to be? And Adam Schefter threw out a couple of interesting wrinkles earlier today in his report about one particular target, namely Aaron Rodgers, which we will get to a little bit later on. We'll squeeze in some hoops, too, later. You got it because, you know, there's death, there's taxes, and the Knicks can't beat the Nets, apparently. That's the third guarantee in this life of ours, which, you know, what can you say? You're really all that surprised? Plus, we'll do our NFL picks before we get out of Dodge as well. Should be a good day today. Championship Sunday. We'll get you set for it. Dan Grasso Show till 2. Where else would you rather be? Right here, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're in this game back-to-back years, and I think if if you would have told people that we were going to be in this spot a couple of years ago. I think people would say we were crazy, but you know we trusted the process and trusted the organization and the front office and put together a great team and and great people and got us to this point. Obviously, it's things you had to work through here and there, but overall, probably better than I expected. Being able to go out there and, and throw the football around and get the reps in that I needed to get in. We've done a lot of ankle and knee and, and foot stuff, especially after my last few injuries I've had. Um, and I think that's prepared me to bounce back quickly here and uh, be able to be in a good spot. I think progressively, I've gotten better throughout the week. Try to keep doing that, keep that same uh, mentality and uh, push it, but then at the same time, be ready to go uh, whenever the game the game comes up. That's Joe Burrow. That's Patrick Mahomes quarterbacks for today's AFC championship game and really the main event as far as I'm concerned as we welcome you back in here on this Sunday morning Dan Gross's show 98.7 ESPN rematch of last year's game one of course that was won by the Cincinnati Bengals they eked that one out and come see that's the thing you forget about the game last year at least I did you know when initially we find out hey we're going to get Chiefs Bengals again in the AFC championship game remember Kansas City had a 21 to 3 lead in that game last year And then the Bengals came roaring all the way back. So that one even stings a little bit harder. And, you know, you could think that, well, it's one way. It's one thing to say that you have a team's number. And it's one thing to say that, well, maybe we're due for the tide to turn. Right. I mean, three in a row is three in a row. And they've done it at their place. They've done it on the road. It doesn't really matter. Cincinnati has owned the Kansas City Chiefs in the last year. But now the stakes are at its highest again. And he got the AFC title game. And you're back at Arrowhead Stadium. 
Could you really foresee a scenario? And we talk about Mahomes and his greatness, and he is. You know, he's going to win another MVP award here. Guys already played in a couple of Super Bowls. This is their fifth straight AFC championship game. All of them at home, by the way. Can you imagine that? Think about, think about living a charm life if you're a Chiefs fan. Five straight conference championship games, all of them at home. That's good living. Now, they haven't won them all, and we'll get to that in just a minute or so. But can you really foresee a scenario that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that team, Travis Kelsey, they're going to lose their fourth straight game to the Cincinnati Bengals? Two in a row in the AFC title game? Trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Now, like I said, you look at all these trips to the title game. They won two of them and they lost two of them. They lost last year, and the first one they went to, remember, Belichick and Brady beat them in overtime. So both of the losses Kansas City has had in these AFC title games, they've both been in OT. Like, six, you can't beat them in 60 minutes. You need extra time here to be able to sort this whole thing out. I don't think anybody's going to complain how you win the game, just win the game. But these teams are both playing incredible football. Cincinnati's won 10 straight games. You know, I talked about it yesterday. Jets, they, they came in to play the Jets in week three. They were 0-2. Desperate football team. They rolled over the Jets that day. Jets had no D, uh, answer for Mahomes, or uh, excuse me, Burrow and company. And the Bengals are 14-2 and since. Needless to say, they're playing their best football at the, <laughs> at the right time. And Kansas City's won 11 of their last 12. You know what the only blemish was in the last 12 weeks? You guessed it. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Another close game, but a loss nonetheless. And if you think about legacies, like, you know, you get to this stage of the season, all eyes on you. There's only two games left. You start to think about what a win can mean. Right, like years from now when we talk about, you know, this guy who used to play or what this guy, you know, what are they remembered for? These are those type of moments. Nobody's going to remember what you did in week seven. Nobody's going to remember what you did, you know, early in the year. Hell, even week 13, 14. What do you do in the playoffs? What do you do on the big stage? And if you're Joe Burrow, as he's really starting to author a legacy for himself. It's his third year in the league. Remember, the first one he couldn't even finish because he got hurt midway through the season. Guy's got a chance to go to two Super Bowls in a row in the first three years of his career. It's pretty good. By comparison, Mahomes, he went to the big game his first three years as a starting quarterback. First three as a starter, which is pretty good. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that, no, because in 18, he lost to Brady and Belichick. But has an opportunity to get to his third Super Bowl. Five years as a starter, five championship games, and trying for his third big one. By comparison, Brady is the standard. Brady is the GOAT. In Tom Brady's first five years, he won three Super Bowls, but he also missed the playoffs one time. That's the thing. Like, if you're Mahomes, you know, you've been to five championship games. You might be on the verge of going to your third Super Bowl and potentially winning your second one, but you've been in the discussion each and every year. See, people forget, you know, with the Patriots, 
They win that first one in 2001. Then they come back in 2002. They don't even make the playoffs that second season with Brady. That was the year the Jets won the division at 9-7 and seven in 2002. Jets went into Foxborough on a Sunday night in week 15, beat the Patriots, and then they came back home to the Meadowlands that next week, and they beat up on Favre and the Packers when they had, you know, the Patriots needed to beat the Dolphins up in Foxborough, which was one of the craziest days I ever spent in that stadium in my lifetime. But that's what, you know, you think about, this isn't supposed to happen for quarterbacks when you're coming into the league. Like the incredible amount of success that a Patrick Mahomes has had, what Burrow is starting to do as well. And maybe, you know, the other misconception about these two guys Mahomes is the more experienced one because he's been in the league longer. But Burrow's only a year younger than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is 27, Burrow's 26. Like, Burrow's a late bloomer. You know, because Burrow had a few different paths, as we know, in college before he found his way ultimately back to LSU and had that ultimate success and winning it all and played on one of the better teams that we've ever seen. But the storyline, too, is going to be, okay, how about Patrick Mahomes and what about that ankle? Because that can really determine who's going to win this game and who's not going to win this game. You know, Kansas City is home. You expect that they're going to go out there and have a good chance. But if you're getting compromised, Patrick Mahomes, I I don't know how that's going to play itself out. This isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars like we saw last week. This is a real team that will go out there and take advantage of an opportunity if they see that the opponent is vulnerable. Jacksonville couldn't do that. Kansas City gave him a chance. You know, Kansas City left that door open. Jacksonville didn't take advantage of the opportunity. You know that Cincinnati will. Hell, Cincinnati doesn't need any sort of favors, or they don't need the other quarterback to be less than 100% to win the game. They could do that legitimately. And can the Bengals and that defense with Lou Amaruno, can they get Mahomes off his spot? Jacksonville didn't do a good enough job of that last week. They really and truly didn't. And, you know, you saw Mahomes. He had struggles last week even executing some of those stretch handoff plays that he couldn't even get out there quick enough to to give the football to his back, even on a running play. Now, you would think that maybe that's not going to be as much of an issue today. You had a full week of the treatment and the rehab, so you expect that wheel to be a little bit more sturdy than it was in the immediate aftermath when he injured it in last weekend's game. But the thing you forget about, too, Mahomes... Yes, maybe if his ankle is messed up, it's going to hurt his mobility and it's going to zap him of that a little bit. But still, you're talking about a guy who threw the most touchdown passes from the pocket in the NFL this year. So it's not like he can't just beat you from the pocket. He ain't a one-trick pony. He's arguably the best quarterback in the game for a reason. He could still beat you even though he's not 100%. And remember, it's been brought up a couple of times already this week. The season opener in 2021, it was against Cleveland. He hurt his ankle in that game too. And Mahomes has said that the ankle injury he suffered in that game was worse than the one that he suffered last week against Jacksonville. The week after that game in 21, he went out there and he threw for over 400 yards. So it really didn't bother him all that much. The other factor here is the head coach. You know, I'm a big believer in these things. You talk about body of work for the quarterback, there's also body of work for the head coach, naturally. And deservedly so. They're the ones that get most of the credit. They're the ones that get most of the blame. It's just the nature of the beast. You know, they're the only two guys 
when you talk about a football team that get a record saddled next to their name, right? The head coach has a record, quarterback has a record. You know, the left guard doesn't have a win-loss record in their career, right? A middle linebacker doesn't have a win-loss record in their career. Just the coach, just the quarterback. And Andy Reid, even though he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he's done an unbelievable job in Kansas City after having a great run with the Philadelphia Eagles, he's only 3-6 and six lifetime in conference championship games. 3-6. and six. And he's got a losing record in conference championship games at home. Told you earlier, he's 2-2 two and two with Kansas City. But in Philadelphia, he had a lot of bad championship Sundays, if you remember. Lost four out of five of them. Two of them came at home. Remember that final game when they closed down the old veteran stadium when Gruden and the Bucks went in there and beat them? So this hasn't exactly been his finest moment in these spots. Go ask the Eagles fans. You know, they're still salty over it. All those years, games they should have won, games they were favored. You know, Bill Cowher was another one of those guys. Bill Cowher was not a good coach when it came to championship game day. Steelers, those Steeler teams lost a lot of conference championship games, a lot of them at home. You know, Stan Humphreys and the Chargers, the only one that they won, remember, barely. That Jim Harbaugh Hail Mary with the Colts, which fell just incomplete in the end zone. That was the only time the Steelers, well, actually, no, then they won it on the road. But that was the only one they won at home. So... These are tricky spots. One game. It ain't, you know, that's what's great about it. It ain't a series. It's one game. It's 60 minutes. You don't have your best day. You're going home. It's as simple as that. And the other thing, of course, with Cincinnati, you know, we talk about injuries. How's that offensive line going to hold up? They were great last week. But were they aided, possibly, by the bad weather up there in Buffalo? You know, that traction, that footing, it's bad enough to where – if you're the opposing defense trying to apply that pass rush, trying to apply that pressure, gain some serious stability with the feet, that's difficult in those slippery conditions. That's not going to be a problem today. It's going to be cold, but ground should be okay. Footing should be pretty stable. Chilly but dry. Nothing wrong with that. You know, Chris Jones, Frank Clark applying that pressure. That's why I want to see if they can hold up today. But Joe Burrow's a master at getting the football out quickly. That's what the great ones do. That's what you got to do. How do you negate a, a good pass rush? Get the ball out quickly. You call some screens. You know, let the rush come upfield. That's how you beat it. And they know that. And if you're Steve Spagnolo in Kansas City, how do you counter? The chess matches are fascinating when you're talking about these games. They really and truly are. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We'll get to the calls. We come back. Talk a little bit about the other game, the one that's going to kick off things for us this afternoon over on the NFC side with the Niners and the Eagles. Niners going to get back to a Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan, or is Nick Sirianni in year number two as a head coach going to make his first trip to the big game alongside Jalen Hurts and maybe begin to author a nice little legacy for those two as a quarterback-coach combo. Dan Gross' show till 2 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. He's been great. He just tries to soak it in throughout the week. I mean, it's always harder on Wednesdays when you get so much and you're not going to get it right then. And he doesn't seem to over panic about it. He takes each rep, walk through the meetings, every clip we show. You can just tell he is locked in and just building up information all the time. And um, that's what you want players and coaches to do. It's never a final product on Wednesday, but you work your butt off throughout the week. And usually by Saturday night, it's pretty clear. And that's what he's shown. He's been able to handle the pressure throughout the week because sometimes it's, you want to go out there and look great for all your teammates, but you don't always know that on Wednesday and Thursday. And you just keep reviewing the tape, keep going through the looks, and make sure you're there Saturday night so you can sleep comfortably and wake up extremely confident. That's Kyle Shanahan, head coach of your San Francisco 49ers, on Brock Purdy and the script that he is trying to author, which is just unbelievable in its own right. Unbeaten as the 49ers starting quarterback, third different one they've trotted out there this year, and now he's one win away from getting his name etched into NFL history by leading this team to the Super Bowl as we welcome you back in here to the Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. Third championship game in four years for the 49ers. Maybe it doesn't seem like it necessarily, but no, they've, they've been good. It seems like there's always this drama with the 49ers, right? And you wouldn't think that that's necessarily incumbent upon a team that has had the success that they've had over the last few seasons. Like we've heard so much about the quarterback situation with them. Do they like Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on a different team? Are they going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he going to be the starter? How many draft picks are they going to trade up to go get Trey Lance? Trey Lance this. You know what I mean? It's so much stuff over the last couple of years. And then, oh, by the way, they're back in this, this stage again. And it's neither one of the two guys that we've heard all about over the last couple of years. It's somebody who was really brought in as an afterthought. They could spit in any which way they want. But if they really thought that Brock Purdy was the goods and that he was capable of doing such a thing he would have been starting from day one they kind of lucked into it nobody takes a quarterback with the last pick of the draft thinking that he is the answer to all their prayers nobody does you know they like maybe a skill set they like a trait you know that's generally like what the seventh round of the draft is you know guys who maybe test out good athletically that even if they don't make it necessarily at the position that they played in college, maybe you could find a place for them on the field in some way, shape, or form to help your team win. Those are really what late-round draft picks are, especially in that seventh round. And then the last pick of the draft, I mean, you know, it never hurts to take a quarterback. You might catch lightning in a bottle. You know, Ron Wolf, the Hall of Fame GM, GM of the Packers, you know, those years with Holmgren and Favre and whatnot, he had a, a philosophy. You take a quarterback every year. No harm, no foul. You know, what's the worst that could happen? 
the guy doesn't play, the guy doesn't pan out, and it's a you know blown late round pick. Well, you know what? That could easily just happen if he's a corner or a linebacker or a guard or whatever. It doesn't matter. You might as well take a quarterback because the reward could be that much greater if he does hit. And the San Francisco 49ers are taking advantage of that right now. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. As a matter of fact, more often than not, it's not going to work out for you that way. But they've won 12 games in a row. It's incredible. And the thing about Purdy is you're kind of, you know, maybe just because we're conditioned to think this way as a sports society and as a sports fandom, you're kind of almost conditioned to think that, well, you know, he's going to crash back down to earth at some point, right? It's bound to happen. Eventually, he's going to play a garbage game. And in a weird way, in this single elimination, one-and-done format, I kind of equate it to the college basketball team, like in the NCAA tournament, where if you have a team who's on like an unbelievable win streak going into the tournament, you almost say to yourself, well, you know, nobody's just going to run the table. Right, Nobody's just going to like waltz to the finish line unbeaten. You almost want to get that bad performance out of the way to where you still have another day. Like Get that loss out of the way in the regular season to where you still have a season left in front of you. With Purdy, you almost wish that he had that bad performance. He had that loss maybe like in December or something because then you'd still have a season. But if Brock Purdy goes out there today and has that inevitable garbage game, that the 49ers just can't overcompensate from, right? If he goes out there and he throws, you know, three picks, let's say, and just can't get anything going offensively, chances are the Niners aren't going to be going to the Super Bowl and their season's going to be over. So you hope that that's not today if you're a Niner fan. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but eventually he's just not going to have it. Even the greats want have, Even the greats have bad games. But what he has done, though, he has made one hell of a case for him to be the guy next year. You know Garoppolo's going to be on a different team next year. Is it going to be here with the Jets? Who knows? We'll talk about that coming up. But Trey Lance is still in-house. Trey Lance, they gave up all those draft choices to go out there and draft. I get it. But how do you just completely ignore what this guy's done? He's also on a rookie contract. Hell, he's on a cheaper contract than Trey Lance's as a seventh-round pick. And if you go back and equate it to the whole Brady-Belichick thing from 20 years ago, you know, Brady took over as the sixth-round pick, and they had somebody that was established there already in Drew Bledsoe. And they had given Drew Bledsoe a huge contract extension already. But they made the decision that what Brady was able to do for them, that he was going to be the guy moving forward, and they traded Drew Bledsoe to the Buffalo Bills. You know, you ride the hot hand. You ride the guy that you think is going to be best for your football team in the years to come. And if you're San Francisco right now, I don't know how you don't just continue to run it back with Brock Purdy next year. You want to open it up to a competition? You know, be my guest. That's for them to decide. But this guy has earned the opportunity to have the job next year. Now, things are working against him today, by the way. I should mention that. Because historically, in NFL history, rookies that make it to the conference championship game, well, we haven't had a rookie that's won one yet. They're 0-4. One of them you might remember, of course, Mark Sanchez, with the Jets in 2009, lost to the Colts. You had Joe Flacco, just the year before that, in 2008, when Baltimore lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Ben Roethlisberger, when he was a rookie, remember Ben Roethlisberger, he had a 15-1 team that he helped take to the uh, AFC Championship game in 2004. Probably shouldn't even have made it to the AFC Championship game because the Jets let him out of there alive the week before. That was a game the Jets should have won in Pittsburgh in the divisional round, but Doug Bryan missed two field goals. But then Ben and the Steelers met their match the following week in the title game, and they lost to Brady and the Patriots. And then the fourth guy, once upon a time, you got to go all the way back to Sean King with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 99 against the Rams. That was one of the most ugly, brutal conference championship games. That was 11-6, to I think the final was. Just like that Jet-Dolphin game, the final game of the season this year. Painful to watch, 11-6. to So, yeah, rookie quarterbacks 0-4 in conference championship games. Brock Purdy going to be the one to break the schneid? Is he going to be able to finally break through? We'll see. Philadelphia, look, I think they have the edge going into this game. They're home. They've earned the right for home field advantage. Can Philadelphia run the football effectively today? And really, I think you can ask the same question about San Francisco. And normally in a passing league, and, you know, my pal Buttle would probably, you know, think I'm crazy for saying this, and he would probably disagree with me because he hates the run game, but... I think whoever wins this game today, it might come down to who's going to be able to run the football a little bit more effectively. Because San Francisco, excuse me, Philadelphia, you saw what they did last week against the Giants, where they just had their way on the ground. And when you can run the ball to that extent, and I'm not saying that either one of these teams is going to, you know, churn out over 200 yards on the ground. That's not fair. But the Giants met no resistance for them last week. San Francisco is a whole different animal when you're talking about a defense. So I don't expect Philadelphia to have that much success. But when you talk about the stable of running backs they have, Jalen Hurts, what he can do with his legs as well. If you have a competent ground game, it just opens up so many other things for you offensively. And that's why, you know, you could say the same thing about San Francisco. Naturally, you're playing with a rookie quarterback still. And if he's going to be able to have a run game that he can rely on, if McCaffrey and that calf is going to be healthy enough, right? Debo, the run package plays they have in for him, that's just going to make life easier on the quarterback. It opens up the play-action game for you. And I think that he's going to need all the assistance he can get today on the road in a tough spot going up against a pretty damn good defense in his own right in the Eagles. The Eagles can get after it in the pass rush. Their run defense, still very suspect. Remember the game that they lost to Washington? Right? That's how Washington won the game on that Monday night. They just ran the ball down their throats. If San Francisco could do that, boy, that makes things a lot easier on the quarterback. And is Jalen Hurts' shoulder going to be okay? You know, we spent all that time talking about Mahomes and his ankle in the AFC game. What about Jalen Hurts and his shoulder? Didn't look any worse for the wear last week against the Giants, but that Giant defense wasn't ready for prime time. This is like graduating to the varsity today. San Francisco's defense is legit. This is the number one defense in football. But I like Philadelphia's defense, too, to get after the quarterback. You know, they've got, you know, Hassan Reddick might be one of the biggest sleepers in the NFL. And that's weird to say for a guy who has, I don't know how many sacks he finished with this year. Had to be more than 15. I mean, the guy was a beast. You know, he's had an unbelievable 16 sacks this year for Hassan Reddick. And this is a guy You talk about how, for some reason, players fly under the radar. I mean, people fly under the radar in life, not just in sports, but in football specifically, Hassan Reddick. You realize the guy has played for three teams over the last three years, Arizona, then Carolina, now Philadelphia. All the guy's done is hit double-digit sacks in each of those three years, but he could not find a home. The problem with Arizona 
and where have we heard this before with Arizona and the fact that they didn't know what they were doing, right? They drafted him out of Temple and wanted to play him as an inside linebacker. Then they finally, I think it was either in the third or the fourth year, decided to move him outside, and then voila, right? A whole new light. You see that he's a terror on the edge as a pass rushing threat. And then he goes to free agency. Carolina takes a one-year flyer on him. Maybe truly not convinced that that one year was like a breakthrough campaign for him. What does he do in Carolina? Goes out there, double-digit sacks again. And again, you don't have maybe enough believers around the National Football League, and here comes Howie Roseman, here comes the Philadelphia Eagles, and they said, yeah, we'll take a chance on him, and we're going to give him a multi-year deal. We believe in the player. And he goes out there and has the best season of his career, makes second-team All-Pro. You know, it's no coincidence that the organizations that are playing in games like today and are playing on these stages, they just tend to get it, right? And the Eagles have made good move after good move after good move for the last, I don't know how many years. And that's why they're on the verge of going to the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five. Is it strange to say or is it wrong to say that the difference in this game today on the NFC side could just simply come down to the quarterback. One has played at an extremely high level all season long. The other guy is still kind of new to things. I don't think it's crazy to say that at all, no. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Get some calls up, and we'll get into the latest here involving the Jets and what the latest rumors are involving the quarterback search, the search for that next guy. Who is it going to be? Dan Gross' show till 2, Championship Sunday, right here on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're rolling until 2 o'clock today on this championship Sunday, 800-919-3776. That is a telephone number. Let's get some phone calls up here. Let's start out with Larry's in Long Island. He's first up here on 98.7. Larry, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is. How are you? Yes, Dan, it's me. It's Lonnie from Long Island. Lonnie, Lonnie from I, I, Long I, Island. I said Larry. Yeah. That's okay. I'm sorry, Lonnie. Yeah, How no, are it's you? all right, buddy. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? Oh, good. All right. First thing first, it's going to be two. Uh, we should have two great games today. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Getting the popcorn, getting the beer, getting ready. Now, my bad thing is, what is the Jets doing? Why would we go and hire Dan Hackett after the job? Well, they watching what he did in Denver. Denver was, oh, my God, they were terrible. He's they not, were booing him out. He's not being hired to be the head coach, Lonnie. I mean, not the, the coordinator, offensive I coordinator. I know, but he, he Why was, he would you was do a bad that? head coach, but it doesn't mean he's going to be a bad coordinator. Yeah, but he was horrible. I can see him getting a job down the line a couple of years from now after he built himself up again. But after what you saw in Denver, would you hire him to La- be your La- offensive let me ask you coordinator? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Okay? Yes. Was Todd Bowles a good head coach when he was with the Jets? No, he wasn't. Why would Tampa Bay hire him as their defensive coordinator? 
Oh, because he was good on the defense. Yeah, okay, I got did you. Did they win? Did did does Todd Bowles now? Does Todd Bowles now have a Super Bowl ring as a defensive coordinator with the Buccaneers? Yes, you're right. I and agree he, with that. Was he, yes. good, was he a good head coach this year with Tom Brady as his quarterback? Was he a good head coach? Not, no, no, no. So they, there they you go. There's good. there's a difference. They, there's a difference, Lonnie. You know what I mean? I look. Don't sweat it. And I I thank you for the phone call, my friend. It's good to hear from you. They wanted a guy with experience, okay? Nothing more, nothing less. They wanted to bring in a guy who's got experience calling plays. Now, look, I don't know if it's going to work out, but he does check a big box that he has done this before. And if you look at the bevy of names that they trotted in for interviews, some of them actually showed up at Florham Park, some of them were Zoom, whatever. But the majority of them have never called plays before, right? They, they, they wanted a guy who has that on his resume. And look, Nathaniel Hackett has had success as a play caller. Now, granted, working with Aaron Rodgers, that makes things a lot easier, too. But you know what? Nathaniel Hackett had a real good season in 2017 when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars calling plays. And his quarterback was Blake Bortles. You know what Blake Bortles is doing these days? It ain't football related. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But he's not in the NFL anymore. But they had a top 10 offense in Jacksonville. Okay, Jets didn't even have a top 20 offense this year. So if you put pieces around him and give him stuff to work with, it's proven that, you know what, Nathaniel Hackett can actually operate a successful offense in the NFL, and that's what the Jets are hoping for. Now, got to get him a quarterback, right? Got to get him somebody to actually go out there and pilot this offense. Who's that going to be? We'll try to figure that out coming up. Ira's in Staten Island. It's not going to be Ira, but he'll be interested to see, definitely. Ira, how are you, my friend? Hey, good afternoon, Dan. Sorry I missed you on your first show on Saturday yesterday, but I do my coaching uh, on Saturdays. But I'm glad to hear you today. Yeah. Um, listen, the Hackett, you know, a lot of fans are flipping out over the Hackett signing. You spelled it out perfectly. They weren't going with a first-time play caller. It's as simple as that. Frank Wright, they knew they were, he was going to Carolina. And at the end of this day, who, who else was really out there? Greg, Greg Roman, I'm not sure who else besides him. So Hackett has this familiar system with the West Coast. He knows Sal. He's worked with him, and they worked uh, in Jacksonville together. So to me, whether you want to connect the dots, bringing in Rogers, not bringing in Rogers, I think they they hired the guy that they wanted, and he'll work with whatever quarterback the Jets get. Which leads me, and you know, it's really funny. I know the Rogers thing has been a hot topic. I'm not sure your opinion on the Rogers thing. Listen, if he comes, great. They have a two-year window to maybe get to a championship game. But it's it's really at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the Roger, It's up to Rogers and the Packers. I think Woody would be very happy to cut a check for for two years for Aaron Rodgers to come here and try to win a championship. And if not, you know the other options. It's Derek Carr and Garoppolo. So, but but people are just so caught up in, in that this thing has to be done like right now as we're on the phone. Just let the thing play itself out, and it'll all work out for the best. We hope. Exactly, Ivor. Thanks a lot for the phone call. And I got news for y'all. Remind everybody again. If Aaron Rodgers ends up being the choice, and if he ends up being the guy that comes, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, you better learn to be patient because it's not going to happen anytime soon. All right? Green Bay, I'll repeat. I said this yesterday. I'll repeat it again for those that didn't hear. Okay? If Aaron Rodgers is traded before June 1st, Green Bay gets hit with a $40 million dead cap hit charge. You think Green Bay wants to get saddled with that? Of course not. No way, no how. So 
if he's going to be the guy, patience better be a virtue for you if you're a Jet fan because I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Now, you run the risk also if you're going to wait this Aaron Rodgers thing out post-June 1, you're going to be out on those two other quarterbacks that I just mentioned if Garoppolo or Derek Carr interest you. We'll talk about that coming up next. Plus, Adam Schefter has some insights as to maybe which way the Packers are leaning as to what they want to do. Because remember, it takes two to tango with this thing. It's not like he's a strict free agent. You can just sign him. Dan Grosser Show, we roll for a couple more hours right here on Championship Sunday, 98.7 ESPN.